Are you always questioning if you're a good enough mom? Are you burning the candle at both ends feeling desperate to find ways to take better care of your family? Welcome to the Busy Farm Mom. I'm your host, Amanda. We will be navigating motherhood, discussing nourishing food choices, holistic wellness, and of course, agriculture. We can gather around as friends in this space while being in our most chaotic stages of life. Whether you're chasing your toddler, preparing endless amounts of meals for your family, driving to work, or running the grain cart, this space is an opportunity to grow and learn simple tips to tackle the doubt that creeps in of, am I a good enough mom? Kick that thought out of your mind and come join our judgment-free zone where we will never question that you're doing a great job, mama. Let's get started. Today, I'm welcoming a dear friend. We actually don't live too far apart, but it took us traveling to Kansas to cultivating courage and through masterminds to realize who each other actually was and were and how we're sort of connected through mutual friends, family, all that. So (laughs) we actually have a lot of connections. And so it's been a fun journey just to get closer and become really, really great friends. So Ellen is the creator behind Midwest Marigold. She creates t-shirts with a message. She is so talented, and I cannot wait to see what other great designs she comes up with this year. So welcome, Ellen. Hey, thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yay. So we're going to dive in with part two of the topic of loss and motherhood. So I really don't want to take up any more time, and I just want to kind of turn over the mic to Ellen, let her tell her story. And so first off, do you just want to tell us a little bit about yourself, kind of how you got started with Midwest Marigold and all of that, and then just continue on with your story? Yeah, definitely. So I am Ellen Ruskamp. I am from Northeast Nebraska. So it's kind of crazy. Amanda and I are actually only probably about like little over an hour apart from each other. And so, yeah, just through all these kind of crazy connections, got to be friends. And so I live here in Northeast Nebraska with my husband and our three boys on his family farm. And so my husband farms, we've got a row crop, some cows, and I do, I get to do all the bookwork for the farm. So it's fun to have my own role within the farm as well as chasing around our three boys. And then I also, as Amanda had mentioned, have my own business, Midwest Marigold, where I create graphic tees and other apparel that is inspired by just the heart and soul of rural life. And so it's fun to be able to share my creativity in that avenue. Yeah. So this is this is kind of part two going off of Caitlin Cox. I had her on here and that is like the previous episode. And so this will just kind of be diving in. So do you want to kind of continue on and just kind of tell us your story through motherhood and what you have have been through? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, last year, we were excited. We found out that we were expecting our fourth baby. And we were a little bit nervous because he our baby was due in October. And so I've never had a harvest baby before. And so we were really nervous, but also extremely excited. And unfortunately, partway into my second trimester, I went in for a normal doctor's appointment and we found out that we had lost the baby. There was no heartbeat. And so that was honestly just something that I never thought 
what happened to us? You know, you always kind of hold your breath first trimester and you always know that there's that risk of loss and had our first appointment, everything were at really well and there was nothing to be concerned about. And so I feel like you just, that weight kind of gets lifted off your shoulders and you go into second trimester and everything was going really well. And so it just really kind of just took the wind out of us. It was just something we were not expecting. And so we were far enough along in the pregnancy that we had to be scheduled for induction and delivery. So our fourth son was born last April. His name was Sam. And so it's been an incredible journey since then, just trying to navigate everything that comes with loss, that comes with what should have been. And it's just been, like I said, it's just been a journey, one that I just never thought that I would have to walk. I appreciate so much you sharing your story and and being willing to do this because I know this is a very tough subject for you to talk about, but I so appreciate it because I want listeners who have also went through this to know the support and just kind of what there is, what it looks like for other people and know that they're not alone. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that that is just huge, just knowing that you're not alone. And so, yeah, like I said, after, you know, we had gone through all of that process of losing him and having to deliver him and just everything that kind of came with that, it, it felt incredibly isolating. And fortunately, I had a very good friend of mine that did not have an extremely similar circumstance, but also did have a loss. And so she was very helpful for me and trying to help navigate my feelings because it was it was a lot. It was just something that I never expected to have to handle. And in all honesty, it's probably this is the biggest loss I've ever had to feel. I was I've been very fortunate in life that I have not had to experience a loss of someone close. And I'm incredibly thankful for that. And so it was just all new territory for me to have to deal with something like this. And, you know, I feel like looking back, you know, I always thought like, wow, you know, those people that have to experience that, I just don't understand, you know, if that were to happen to us, how I'd ever be able to handle that, how I'd ever be able to feel anything other than heartbreak again. And so going through this journey, it's just been very, just way different than what I have ever like, I guess I don't even think that I had anything in my mind of imagining what it would be like. And so, you know, when we lost him, it felt like our world just completely shattered. And just trying to figure out how to navigate it. And I just remember kind of honestly just sitting with my feelings. There was a long period of time where I didn't want to be out around people. I didn't want to be interacting. And so it was just, I think for me, I just needed to give myself the time to feel my feelings, to feel that grief, to kind of work through and process it. And I think, you know, looking back, it was just very important that I did listen to that and I didn't try to shove the feelings down, didn't try to just put on a brave face and keep going and to just 
recognize that I have felt a devastating loss and to work through those feelings as they came. And so for me, it was very helpful to talk to the people that I felt comfortable talking to. There is definitely people that I didn't feel comfortable talking to, and that's okay. And there was times where I know we had, we were heading, you know, it was April, we were kind of heading into summertime, which, you know, it's a fun time of year. There's always lots going on. It's finally nice outside. And so it was, it was hard that there were some different social events that I just did not feel up to going to. And so we had to say no to some things. And it was honestly a relief to not, you know, feel like or put the pressure on myself to go to that event, put on a brave face when, when I absolutely couldn't hold the weight for that. And so I'm just incredibly grateful that I have allowed myself to just listen to my feelings and my needs and put those first. Yeah. Yeah. I think that shows like the bravery that you've had through this, that you knew what you needed and what you needed to do through this to, to kind of get through that and come out stronger. So through this journey, can you tell us what do you think you learned or maybe got stronger from the most through all of this? I think that actually knowing that as as devastating and as heartbreaking as this loss feels, that with time, it does not get easier. The pain does not go away. I think that, you know, there is just with time working through the feelings, I've just been slowly learning to hold space for both. That that grief is just always going to be there. It's always going to be a part of me. And just by listening to myself, I think that it has, I've always been one that's like, oh, I can't say no to that. I can't say no to this. Or I feel like I need to be doing this or feel like I need to be doing that. Everyone grieves so differently. And so while there was advice given to me that, hey, I did this to kind of help, you know, that didn't work for me and that was okay. And so I think that, yeah, like I've continued to say, just really listening to what I needed and just staying true to that and focusing on that and just not apologizing for it. And just knowing that there is hope on the other side of the loss and grief and working through those feelings. Yeah. Yeah. So what is something that has helped you go through that grieving process and kind of process this whole journey that you have been on? Yeah, I definitely think, you know, for me, it was very helpful that there were family, there were friends that reached out, people that I haven't even talked to in quite a long time that have reached out and were like, hey, we're here if you need us. Just anything you need, just let us know. And it was it was very comforting having family and friends reach out. But then it was also nice to know that like, okay, if I want to go talk to that person, they have extended their hand, like they are available if I need them. But you know, not feeling bad for not taking them up on it either. So like I said, there's been kind of a handful of people that I've just kind of felt comfortable talking through my feelings with. When I have an incredibly hard day, I knew who I wanted to go to to talk to. And so I think that just leaning into that and just because there was someone that reached out that maybe served a certain role in my life for not feeling bad about 
pouring my feelings out to them when I had a hard day, but knowing that they were there if I needed them was very helpful. And so I think that just taking that time to, like I said, feel my feelings, I really dove into reading a devotional that was surrounded by loss and grief. And so I feel like I've, you know, gotten a deeper connection in my faith, spending more time praying and just working through the feelings. And it takes time. It's been a very slow process. It's not like an overnight thing. And sometimes just when I think I've worked through something, there's something that triggers me that I'm like, okay, I need to take a step back and I need to remember what it is that I need. And if I'm starting to feel really shaken by the loss and the grief again, I'm just really reeling myself back in and you know, taking the time to do journaling, to reading the devotional more faithfully again. And I think that just really listening to that. And so, you know, like I said, everyone deals with grief differently. There's some people that need to get out of the house. They need to be in a group setting. They need to be talking with all sorts of different people. And then there's other people like me who turned more inwardly and focused more on myself and the quiet of my home. And so I think that, you know, for anyone that has experienced anything like this, to just do what you need to and to reach out. There are so many different resources, so many different people to reach out to, whether that's people, you know, a mom group, a therapy, you know, a prayer group or something like that. Just doing what you need to and to feel. It's been very helpful to feel my feelings, but at the same time, just not staying there, working through them, moving forward. The feelings are still going to be there, but working through them so you can move forward. Yeah. I was actually going to ask you about any resources that you thought. So thank you so much for mentioning that. So through this, do you feel like being able to connect and hear other people's stories that have been through the same kind of situation has been helpful for you? Yeah, I absolutely do think so. I mean, it's incredibly heartbreaking that there are so many women, so many families that deal with miscarriage, with loss in pregnancy, with loss of a child. And while devastating as that is, you know, that so many people experience that, it is comforting knowing that there are other people that um, have gone through it and that you can reach out to and that understand what you're going through. No one's situation is the same. Everyone's situation is uniquely theirs. And so while reaching out to someone else who has had a loss of similar circumstances is helpful, you know, everyone does walk their own journey. And so, you know, it's it's been hard to there have been people that thankfully have not experienced a loss as such, and I'm very grateful that they haven't. But through that not understanding of the depth and the hard of the grief and the loss, it can sometimes be really hard to interact with them. Just And it's no fault to that person at all, just simply because they don't understand. And like I said, I'm very grateful that they don't understand. And so it's sometimes been hard for me to navigate on the opposite side of things where it's nice to have the people that I know that have experienced a loss that I can reach out to and they truly understand what I'm going through and they offer 
you know, very comforting advice and stuff, but then it has been hard navigating on the other side where someone hasn't experienced that. And they're just a friend or someone that you know that wants to be there and they're trying their best to be kind um, and helpful, but just sometimes just through them not truly understanding, it's actually hard to where they've maybe said something that they mean with the absolute best of intentions, but they don't realize what they're saying is actually hurtful. And so it's been kind of hard navigating some of those conversations as well. And so that's where it has been nice having those who have gone through the loss that I know personally that I can reach out to that understand why I would be upset by something like that or why that was triggering to me. And so it has been, I've had a few situations where it's just been incredibly hard to navigate that. And I don't want to hurt that person's feelings or upset them. And so it is nice to have somebody to go back to, to talk through those things. And it does, it feels so much better just to talk it out and just to not keep that hurtful anger inside you. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So I know that I've kind of, through conversations, have heard a little bit of what you and your husband have done to help kind of your kids as well cope with this because you you don't realize that that's something that they've had to go through too, the loss. A lot of people don't think of the siblings when it comes to that. So can you tell us a little bit about kind of what you've done for them? Yeah. So we were, like I said, we were far enough along in our pregnancy. We had told the boys but probably a good like three, four weeks prior to when we actually lost Sam. And so our other three boys are going to be six, four, and two. And so especially our oldest and kind of our middle, like, you know, knew that mom and dad, you know, that mom was going to have a baby and they were very excited. And so that was honestly probably the second hardest thing having to deal with to come home after all of that and to kind of try our best to explain, I guess, what had happened and that Sam went to heaven to be with God and just trying to get them to understand that was kind of hard. And so as part of that, I can't remember where I saw the idea, but we ordered some personalized stuffed animals they were little bunnies and it had a little message on their tummy, something about, I think it's when you're feeling sad, here's a hug from me to you. And it has Sam's name on the foot. And that has been something that was very helpful that when, you know, especially our oldest Kip, he definitely understood more than Judd, what was going on our middle son. And so just sitting down and just talking with them and just being honest, sharing our feelings and how we felt, but knowing that they weren't alone in their feelings and just sitting down and talking about it. And we we talk about Sam all the time at home. And so I think it was very helpful for them to have that physical thing to kind of help understand and just have a piece that help them cope and grieve. And our boys have never been lovers of stuffed animals up until we got those. And so I just, it's kind of funny that they sleep with them every night and they tote them around the house and 
Yeah, especially our oldest, you know, he he talks about Sam all the time. And so I think that it was definitely very helpful for them to give them that peace and to just, like I said, talk through the feelings with them because that's a very, very new emotion and feeling for them to be feeling at that age. And to just let them know that their feelings are valid, that we understand and that we're feeling the same things too, and that it's okay to cry. It's okay to let it out. It's okay to talk about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I love that. So what advice would you give anyone else who has went through loss like you have? I definitely think that it's the worst pain that a parent could ever feel. And unfortunately, it's never going to go away. And so, like I said, with time, it doesn't necessarily get easier. You just learn how to hold space for both emotions because grief and joy, happiness and sorrow, all of it, it coexists. And you can feel those things at the same time. And there's going to be a lot of hard things that you're going to have to work through, a lot of hard situations. And so while you're working through those, Everyone expresses their grief differently. Everyone deals with their grief differently. And so in order to process your feelings, just do whatever you need to do in order to cope with your loss, to not apologize or feel bad for it because you are trying to put the pieces of yourself back together and you're just doing it in the best way that you possibly can. And not everybody's going to understand that. When you're at a family event and you're a little bit more quiet and closed off, or you decline to go to an event, or it's hard for you to be around certain people. So just really remembering that it's going to take time and you are doing your absolute best and just to do what you need to, I think is the best thing that you know you can do because like I said everybody just processes it so differently so just do what you need to do yeah yeah so I do ask every podcast guest this question and so what is one piece of advice that you wish you were given about motherhood I think that like we all know that you know, no one's perfect and that motherhood isn't a perfect journey. But I think just being reminded of that, that there's no perfect way to be a mom or a parent and that you are going to find what works best for you and your family. And that may be different than somebody else's motherhood journey. And that's okay. You are just showing up with your kids every day, doing the best that you can. And you are just doing what you feel is best for them. And so it doesn't matter what anyone else says or anyone else thinks to just do what you feel is right in your heart as a mom and just showing up that way. And I know I keep saying it, but don't feel bad about it. Don't apologize for it. In today's world of social media, it is so easy to compare yourself and be incredibly down on yourself as how you are being as a a mother, as a friend, as a daughter, sister, wife, whatever. And so I think too, that really kind of just ties back into the grief. And what I've been saying that going through a loss as a parent, especially when you have other kids, 
and just trying to navigate that grief, you know, because like I said, your world stops and the rest of the world keeps going. And so that, you know, as we continue this journey is kind of presented new challenges. And so I just keep trying to remind myself of that, that the world is going on and that while it may feel like your grief is maybe forgotten about with time and that your hurt and your loss is forgotten about with time, even though it seems that way. And maybe those that you know, it may seem like they have forgotten. I'm sure that they haven't, even though it feels like it. But to just kind of sum it up that, you know, life will go on and you're going to encounter different circumstances that are very hard and you're just going to have to remember to be kind to yourself. In any situation as a mother, whether you've had a loss or not, just be kind to yourself because motherhood is hard. There is no rule book, no roadmap. I mean, we're just all here figuring it out, doing the best that we can. And so just continuing to be kind to yourself and to reach out to those that you need to and you know, keep the friendship strong that you need to and to take the moments of peace and quiet that you need to, even if it is, you know, a drive to the grocery store. I know that that's not really self-care, but just taking a moment to just do what you need to that is best for you and putting yourself first, which can be incredibly hard as a mother, putting yourself first. And that's what I've kind of learned through this lost journey is to There are times where, yeah, you do have to put yourself first and it's okay to do that. Yeah. Yes. Well, thank you so much for being on here, talking about this journey and sharing all that you've experienced. I know that it is helping someone else, just like you said, kind of listen to your story and and find hope and find clarity and kind of understand that somebody else is going through the same thing that, that they are. So Thank you so, so much. Thank you for having me. It is an incredibly hard journey to walk, but knowing that you are not alone and knowing that there are those out there that you can reach out to for help and comfort is, it's a huge deal to be able to have that and knowing that you are not alone walking this journey and you don't have to walk it alone. Yes, yes. So... With that, will you share where everyone can find you on social media and all of that? I will link it here in the show notes, but do you want to tell everyone? Yeah, absolutely. So you can definitely find me on Instagram at at midwest.marigold or online at shopmidwestmarigold.com. I definitely love getting to connect with people in the online space. That has also been huge as a mom and a farm wife, but working from home sort of thing too, it can feel incredibly isolating. And so having the opportunity to connect with others has been uh, huge for my growth journey. Yes. Yes. Well, thank you again. Yes. I'm so glad that you asked me to be here. Thank you. Thanks for joining me today. I hope you feel more equipped to take on your role of everyday life as a busy farm mom. I hope to continue the learning and conversation with you on Instagram. You can find me at 2383 Farms. And if you enjoyed this episode, take a screenshot to share to your stories, share it with another mom friend, or leave a review. This helps me reach more and more overwhelmed moms looking for quick, helpful tips. Thank you again. You're doing great, mama. See you next time.